0: welcome mystorians host austin he they, she and host brenda she her have been waiting for you come along for secret histories of nerd mysteries
1: Episode fifty six of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Oh God, is it fifty Thank-
0: six? I definitely titled it, it fifty five.
1: I double checked. I <laughs> double checked. It's fifty six. You did tell me that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's fine. I'll. I can change it's- the file name when we're done. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's
1: definitely fifty six.
0: Oh God, I, I just have to remember to do that when we end. And oh God, because I'll be too. Oh God. Oh, you know what? It won't let me save it. I'll go to save and I'll be like, do you want to over? And I'll say no. And then, yeah.
1: And then change the name and then we're all set. Yeah. Good. (laughs) Yeah. It's been two weeks. We had a little, it wasn't so much a vacation as like a very, just much needed two weeks off.
0: Yeah. I mean, hey, guess sometimes you don't get to know what we're up to because like we said last time, we love you. We're not all real (laughs) friends
1: i'll say i had a wisdom tooth removed last week that's what last week was
0: Mm -hmm. Um, oh yes you the you had to go down under
1: (laughs) yeah i literally i had to go into the hospital everyone at the hospital was very confused by what was occurring they were just like (laughs) oh you're you're here for a
0: wisdom? wisdom tooth? are you okay
1: And they're just like, why? And I'm like, I just wouldn't stay down. You can't keep me down (laughs) unless I'm completely down. No one puts
0: baby under anesthesia.
1: (laughs) 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 Just kept punching, you know? Like, nobody fucking touches me.
0: I mean, that's got to be an incredible power to have, right? You're like, hey, listen, if you're going to put me down, you better knock me all the way out, champ, because my body will keep fighting.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I
0: cannot be responsible (laughs)
1: Yeah, so it got it was removed. Um, I'm I'm okay. I think the worst part about going under full anesthesia is the tube. They have to put a tube down your throat. Mm. So then your throat just feels bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like not only does my mouth feel bad, but now my throat feels bad.
0: Mm. Yeah, that sounds nasty.
1: Yeah, I was like. You cough up gunk for a couple days. This is very TMI. Hey, if you haven't gotten your wisdom teeth out under full anesthesia, here's what happens. You cough up gunk for, like, three days.
0: (laughs) I'm, like, afraid of going under full anesthesia for, like, anything ever. And I know, like, statistically, for a lot of things from, like, my life and background and, like, my family, that it'll probably happen in my older age for, like, important surgeries. And I'm, like, part of me is, like, I wish I could do it now before I was old. So mm-hmm. I'm not the six year old freaking out in the hospital and was like, have you been in the hospital before? And I'm like, actually, no. <laughs> I've, I've specifically lived a life to avoid this situation.
1: Everything's been pretty great up to this point.
0: Because <laughs> uh, um. re- I've never been under, I guess. Uh-huh. I have, but it, one was when I was like under a year old, and then the mm-hmm. other one I was like a year and a half. So d- to me, it never happened.
1: It never happened. Yeah,
0: absolutely <laughs> um. not
1: i have been under before because I had my gallbladder taken out on Thanksgiving like 10 years ago. Mm. Um, So, you know, and at that point it was like urgent. So like mm. there was no time to really think about it. This time there was like time to think about it. So I was like wandering around my house the day before just being like, I feel like a dead man walking. <laughs> but I'm fine. Like I'd been under before. I'm fine. <laughs> I guess
0: the thing that's scary is like, it's like, you know, you need to have it. But you can't you can't do it to yourself because like sleeping is not enough, obviously.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: But it's like a uncontrolled like you go under and then like they're like you'll wake up roughly around this time because it's not an exact science, you know?
2: Because yeah, they put
0: you like, under and they to keep you under and then they mm-hmm. stop and they're like you'll wake up around six. It'll be weird because it's four or whatever.
1: <laughs> Boy, is it weird? Because you're just like you're just sitting there and then you're just like ah, that's like literally what I've done both times. It's like, ah, like Mm. I just got to make that noise. And Mm. they're like, hey, would you like a slushie? And I'm like, okay. And they're like, do you need another hot blanket? And I'm like, yes, please. And at that point I'm covered in 10 hot blankets. (laughs) They just literally were just like, do you need another warm blanket? And it was like, yes, please. And they were like, okay. And they're like, hey, do you need another one? And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Wow. Yes,
0: I'm so glad to be back. This is yes. Hey, hey, listener. This isn't for you. This is for me. I missed you, Brenda. I love you so (laughs) much. Missed you too. It was so weird to not do this and like talk because like I tried to give Brenda space because she had surgery and we were both busy and I was like I don't want to like bug Brenda with all of this like random stuff that I would text about the but but it was very difficult for me and I'm very glad I don't need to. (laughs) I I listen. I am an insufferable insufferable simp for brenda and i will (laughs) never stop ever again i was like i haven't told brenda she's hot in like 72 hours what am i gonna do
1: i've just been like laying around so i definitely don't feel hot like i haven't like done my hair in like a week when i don't do my hair Mm. i look like um 2000s era zach efron oh i'm sorry are
0: you are you saying i'm not into that are you (laughs) i'm sorry are you telling me that that's not hot is are you trying are you trying to tell the people of the world that they weren't all hot for two thousands Arazak Ephron? <laughs> now we can move on.
1: <laughs> now we can move on from that. <laughs> like just like me looking in the mirror and just being like, Man, when I was in high school it would have killed. <laughs> <Like this. laughs> Alright, so, so so we gotta take a deep breath. Yeah. We got something a little serious to get out of the way. We do. We do.
0: This is like actually um, serious. This is not This is
1: very serious. This is not me being facetious, and we're not gonna, um, you know, it it, it would help to cement how serious I'm being if I could say the word facetious. Facetious. <laughs> facetious. Hmm. Anyway, yes, serious. Hmm. So the whole thing with Activision and Blizzard has been going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Very, very serious allegations have come out. There's been rumblings about this kind of stuff happening within their um, company culture for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just want to say that we stand with the people who work at Activision Blizzard. And we stand with the people who work at Riot Games who are going through a very similar thing. Mm -hmm. And Ubisoft and all the other game companies who are, um, when people are stepping forward and telling their stories. Mm -hmm. Um, things are getting pretty bad at Activision Blizzard right now. Activision has brought in a union busting group mm. to try to weaken their um what is it their their strength just to try yeah. to bust the union essentially yeah because workers um, are starting
0: because I don't believe they yeah. have a union like most yeah. game companies like most of the industry, but they yeah. workers are banding together uniting I mean the walkout was a huge deal um I don't think they thought that workers were responding that way because activision is a very powerful force in Mm -hmm. that industry um but you can't do shit if you fire everyone so they are trying to find ways to disrupt planning and organizing and workers uniting together across their various offices and various locations of work um so it's pretty serious if you know someone who works there support them see if they need anything if you Mm -hmm do work there we support you if you're a victim we support you and uh yeah i mean that's that's what we can do um yeah neither of us are directly in the video game industry but we can we can make noise and support and you know speak with our dollars because again like some people are about like boycotting or not and i mean the developers get paid when they make the thing they're not paid on commission that's not how that works so like activision can keep paying them to make the thing you don't have to buy it
1: Yeah, don't purchase the game, um, like, any game. So this includes, like, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro. Mm -hmm. um, Mobile games such as Candy Crush, because they also own King Games. Mm -hmm. um, Any Blizzard properties. So, you know, don't play Overwatch. um, Don't play World of Warcraft. Don't play Hearthstone right now. Because, Mm -hmm. like, those online games, if that engagement with their online platform drops hard enough, that's going to make an impact.
0: Yeah, that's Um, that's huge. Because that's bread and butter. Because, I mean, selling one Spyro versus you buying 500 lives in candy crush or whatever tell your tell your mom call your grandma get her off candy crush get her get her two dots get her you know what get i'm sure there's like a mobile tetris get her tetris
1: or like you know play a zoom zoom yeah like i like zoom zoom take your grandma's phone
0: download it download her a new mobile game
1: um just give your grandma um the new ace attorney game
0: do it she might love it
1: I think that looks it looks pretty swell. I'm going to play the new Ace Attorney game when I'm not busy, which is never.
0: <laughs> if you're looking for a MOBA that's not related to the to Activision Blizzard, Pokemon Unite, it just came out.
1: That one's out. Um, What else? You can play Bungie games. You could. Bun- Bungie, you can play Destiny.
0: Des- Destiny's free. Bungie actively left Activision, um, and many people think it may be because of what's been coming mm-hmm. out. Bungie was pretty as open as it could be Mm-hmm. When they were under Activision, that day seemed disgruntled about being there, and they did not like the culture they brought to their offices.
1: Yeah, so, play Destiny. Yeah.
0: Um, so we wanted to get that out- off at the top. We, we, me and Brenda, I know both feel pretty strongly about it, and we se- mm-hmm. felt like this is a better way to address it. Because if we got into it for the news, we would not talk about anything else, and maybe we'll do that at a later date when it's not so fresh and raw, especially for the community.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. That's aside. I have one more business type thing. Business. To, d- to discuss that I forgot to let Asa know about, but I oh. also did let Asa know about it. I just didn't say that I was going to say it on the show. We're running ads now. Oh, yeah. Hey, You um, have Don't ads. be alarmed. <laughs> don't Don't be out. alarmed we know about it. Um, to clarify, we don't have anything to do with like the process of selecting the ads, so... It's not going to be like, um, other podcasts where they're like, um, play this thing. We, we just, we don't have to do anything for that. But, so don't be alarmed when you like turn on like even an old episode of, um, Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries and you're just like, um, excuse me, I don't remember this having ads. Did this always have ads? Where there ads here all the time? No, it's new.
0: Retroactively, those were put in. There's not like a, you're not, you're not, your Spotify premium's fine if you've got it. (laughs) Um, they're just, there are ads now, um. Hey, if, if an ad shows up and you're like, hey, don't run that ad, let us know. Because like, we're not picking oh, yeah. them. They we're, This is currently out of our hands. This is like, I, what, step one, maybe? Maybe one day yeah. we'll be like, hey, get Quip. Because I actually use Quip. That's you not, do. And- that's a free one, Quip. <laughs> I'm not saying your name ever again on this show until you pay me.
1: <laughs> and uh, HelloFresh. Uh, that's one I like. It's expensive, but I do like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That one's free. We're never saying your name again. That's free. That's an example.
1: Yeah, those are examples. Um, And it's a good thing. It's, you know, ads on podcasts aren't bad. It's a good thing because, Mm -hmm. like, that just, like, that's a way of us, like, monetizing it, which gives us more avenue to focus on the podcast and make Mm -hmm. it even better than ever. And maybe someday, who the hell knows, whenever we can go out in public again and have, like, big conventions, maybe we'll be there. Like... That's it for the business side of things. Let's get on into the news things.
0: Let's get to wacky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's let's dial up the humor again. Scarlett <laughs> Johansson. Hansen. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. And Disney sets you're fucking
0: weak. <laughs> this is wild. Okay, this news broke yesterday. As of this recording,
1: yes. Scarlet Joints The big news and, always happens immediately before the podcast or immediately after.
0: Like we're going to oh, get yeah. off of this call and Mickey Mouse is going to be like I killed Scarlet Johansson. How? Oh, she's dead. <laughs> 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 uh <laughs> I'll dance <on> my <laughs> grave. <laughs> Disney, as we all know, has been releasing mo their films over the last year uh on Disney Plus. Uh that is some have been with the premiere access, some haven't. That's still unclear why. That's not what this is mm-hmm. about. Black Widow, uh, came out a week or two weeks ago. three weeks ago. Three weeks.
1: <laughs> three weeks ago. Black Widow came two weeks out. ago.
0: It was also released on Disney Plus, uh, yeah. premiere access, just like yeah. a lot of other films have been. It did get pushed back five times.
1: It was so many times, like. There was a period where we were trying to announce every time it got pushed back, and we just had to stop because it was just like, "Oh, it Black was just Little's ridiculous." Been delayed again. Yeah, it was just
0: ridiculous. Um, finally came out. Did it did pretty okay opening weekend? It outperformed Spider Man. Was it No Way Home or Far From Home? Far From Home or Homecoming?
1: No Way Home. No Way Home is the
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> no Way Home is the one that comes out this. Fall, winter, ish.
0: Marvel, please, and- <laughs> Jesus, Christ, just please. one, two, three. It's fine. I no one cares. <laughs> uh, anyway, it outperformed one of the Spider Boys, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's pretty shocking because I know it's Black Widow. Um, it's mostly shocking to me because it's it's Scarlett Johansson, and we we all know how people feel about her. Um, apparent <laughs> so what is claimed by her legal team that filed this lawsuit? Is that this breached her contract? Uh, part of her contract and her salary was based on how the phone performed in the box office hall. Like mm-hmm. I don't, we don't know exactly what her flat rate was, but it seems like they negotiated perhaps some sort of deal where like they would pay her a fee, and then she would get a percentage of box office claims.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: uh what the quote is to maximize these receipts and thereby protect her financial interests mrs johnson extracted a promise from marvel that the release of the picture will be a theatrical release the suit claims uh as we know it was a theatrical and disney plus release not an exclusive theatrical release um and they claim this breaks her contract we do not know what the contract says verbatim yes uh all we know is they are claiming that she extracted a promise
1: it kind of seems like she leveraged the creation of the movie because she's an executive producer on Black Widow as well. Mm-hmm. That she, like, leveraged her salary as as part of the deal to get the movie made mm-hmm. in the first place. Probably. And, yeah, and so that hinged into, like, how successful it was was how much she was going to get paid. But yes. the issue is that um, that agreement doesn't take into consideration streaming at all, which is probably why the movie got delayed so much.
0: Mm-hmm. That is... Uh, what the scuttlebutt is but disney has filed back there is no merit whatsoever to this filing the lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in it's callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the covid19 pandemic disney goes on to say the of blackwood on disney plus with premium access has significantly enhanced her ability actually to an additional compensation on top of the 20 million dollars we've already paid her to date so disney came out slapped down her fucking pay stub And said, you want to fight about it? We can fight about it.
1: Here's exactly how much we've paid you already.
0: (laughs) So Disney is, so my, my personal take on this is the contract probably said theatrical release exclusive, which to be fair, I, I do not like Scarlett Johansson, but (laughs) to be fair, that is an extremely wise business choice she made. That is a calculated choice. Seeing the on, cause Disney plus at the time of her signing, this would have been like, on the horizon Mm -hmm. and so she must have been thinking i do not want this to become like a flagship disney plus movie yeah so smart choice smart lady Watch in her pocket i can't fault her for that like uh, her problems aside even though she's a white woman like women still get taken advantage of in the industry she wasn't gonna let that happen Mm -hmm. totally fair if her contract says that totally fair because the fact that Disney came in with the pay stub and a personal attack is like, oh, guys, are you, did you do it? Did you do that?
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> this is going to get really ugly. Really quick. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, probably like once we log off after we're done recording and we wipe our hands of this, we're like, all right, done, good. Something big is going to happen. Something we're going to be like, ah. yeah. Well, this is, so,
0: <laughs> like, she has been one of their stars for, you know eight years or whatever i like since Iron Man two yeah. like this is a long partnership a long relationship and coming in of a lawsuit like hot like hot on the heels of a solo movie is like oh guys i don't think we're gonna see scarlett johansson natasha romanoff again i think i think that's over <laughs> i think i think yes. that is that is pretty in the ground <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't think she's gonna be um crawling her way out of her grave no. anytime soon. I,
0: I saw, <laughs> saw someone yeah. like Oh, do you think like uh she'll show up because like Kang is around and like time travel or whatever? And I'm like, No, I don't I don't think so. I mm-hmm. I I think Scarlett Johansson's making it pretty publicly clear that uh she she's she on. will fist fight that mouse.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's gonna fist fight the mouse. <laughs>
0: So this is huge. This could have huge legal implications for Disney going forward. Um I we know this is going to be long. There's no way I don't see a way this doesn't make it to a very high court. Um these are two very powerful titans fighting, so
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the, the the big rich person fight of the century. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> uh we we I'm sure we will update you on this as it moves forward and I can't wait to be like, so today in the Supreme Court.
1: Day <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the Supreme Court Quar- court. Why did I say course? Quart? course Coarse light. Coors light. God, I wanna I'm on a You want a <laughs> coarse light? Wisdom. No, I just want a I want anything. Like I am on a uh, antibiotic because of my tooth. Oh. And so they're like You can't have anything. You can't have your precious midday cold Outdoor weight <laughs> no, I don't want a quartz light. I just, but I want something.
0: I don't know. You just monkey paw manifested a Coors light. You know that, right? Like, you, oh, I don't know if g- you remember your power. But you're like, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna be able, you're gonna get off your antibiotic, and all every store is going to have is Coors light, and be like, I guess.
1: <laughs> be like, fine.
0: <laughs> I guess I'm 20 again. I'll have a Coors light. <laughs>
1: Other piece of news, Arthur, beloved ch- um, childhood character slash aardvark, um, is going to be off the air for the first time in 25 years, yep. forever. I worded that the most obtuse way I possibly could. You really did. Arthur's canceled.
0: Good. Well, it's ending. He's dead. <laughs> it's not being canceled at this ending. 20- Are we gonna?
1: Oh, whoa, 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 Are we gonna see a flash forward? Arthur's all grown up, and he's just like I don't know. Like-
0: I don't know. It's really wild because the season is airing in winter of twenty twenty two, and I know, mm-hmm. um, we all know that the what, like the voice actor has been finishing up their runs for a while. The voice actor for Binky slash Arthur's dad finished recording his last session in twenty eighteen because he posted God. on Twitter about it.
1: Arthur just has a production cycle of absolute molasses. Yeah, I can't, I have no
0: idea, because it's weird, because in 2018 is also when they announced that it was renewed for four seasons, which went up to 25, which is the last one. And so it's pretty wild, they renewed it for four, and they're like, yeah, the 25th will be the last one, and they, I don't, they, they called the voice actors, and they're like, hey, you want to record four seasons of, like, what happened?
1: (laughs) I don't know, it's so wild! I don't know what the production cycle looks like for Arthur. Yeah, but. I have
0: absolutely zero idea, but it is extremely interesting. Um, yeah. Because Arthur's, I mean, we're older than it by a little mm-hmm. bit, but, like, my, my like, life memory, like, I don't, I've never known a life without Arthur, that I can actually remember.
1: Yeah, because Arthur came out in 1996, so that's, like, around when, like, memories were starting to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like... Arthur just was always on, and I always liked Arthur because it would kind of, like, tackle, like, more serious stuff and yeah. always seem to kind of have more, like, um, character depth to it.
0: It didn't treat kids like babies. Like, you tri- yeah. You were kids, but you weren't, like, stupid. I do mm-hmm. know the first season was in production for two years, so maybe they just have a really slow production.
1: I wonder if that's just, like, a
0: PBS thing. Maybe. Like- I, get, I mean, uh- hey, PBS doesn't have, like, any money. Please send money to
1: PBS. That's what I... yeah. <laughs> that's what i thought it's like they just whenever they have the money they make a little more progress on a a (laughs) season of art
0: please send money please send money to your local pbs station if you have it yeah
1: like when they do that drive where they get up there and they're just like please give us some money
0: yeah i know you think it's annoying you just want to your kid just wants to watch Sesame street and they keep interrupting every three minutes Do you know why they have no how do you act when you have no money
1: they're so this is how they get
0: their money i want to know like how you as a person would react if you like once a year you have to beg people for all the money you need for the next year I- oh. i'd be annoying as fuck
1: oh i'm already annoying <laughs> <laughs> like, when i need money
0: <laughs> oh goodness but speaking of arthur what are you up to what am i up brenda what do you think i'm what? up to today
1: it has to do with PBS kids. Mm-hmm. Is it it's not specifically about Arthur, is it? No. No. Because like the Arthur stuff came up after you already had this topic. It did. And I know that we're gonna end up in Canada at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause you were losing your mind. I was. <laughs> um I'm trying to think. Okay, so we've got PBS, we've got Canada. I'm trying to think, like what P are you doing Caillou? <laughs> I'm
0: not, but you're close. <laughs> ah! What something Arthur and Caillou have in common <clears throat> is a company by the name of Cookie Jar Group.
1: Ooh, oh, this is obscure.
0: Do you know Cookie Jar Group?
1: I I've heard of it. You see, because you just see it like at the end of mm-hmm. like credits and stuff so this is something i don't know a lot about
0: oh you better this buckle is- up because cookie jar <laughs> because apparently this company at one point literally just owned children's entertainment oh my god if what i'm letting you the reason you think of it and you can see it in your head is because at one point cookie jar had their hands in uh three-fourths of all children's entertainment that was created
1: one could say that they had their hands in all of the cookie jars of and now
0: that joke is done energy. and we can move on everybody i <laughs> lured her in she took the trap i closed the door joke is over <laughs> so cookie jar did not start as cookie jar said it as Cinar, c-i-n-a-r i <laughs> guess what i don't know what that stands for i looked into it it does i don't it doesn't stand for anything it's just in capitals for no apparent reason
1: i always assumed it was french
0: it started in 1976 it is montreal based i knew it I uh, could smell it <laughs> It started in 1976 <laughs> but back then they weren't uh they were not the company to be known as um mm-hmm. they're more commonly known as cookie jar that is the name most people think of even though cookie jar is a much later name they picked up um it isn't until nineteen eighty four where they really pick they become CNR productions. Before then they just uh before they were producing stuff, they just like had rights to things. Mm. So they did not produce. they didn't have a studio where they produced things out of. They were a distribution company. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to air your stuff in Montreal or like parts of Canada, uh, you could go through them and they would distribute it. Uh mm. if I was smart, I would have looked up other distribution companies. They didn't Funimation. Funimation doesn't produce stuff, they distribute yeah um so think of honestly if you're in America and you like watch anime think of like places you watch anime because those places aren't producing them usually Netflix helps produce some now uh most of the time they just distribute they they just take it when it's done they're like cool we will show this to people yeah and then we will also make a bunch of fucking merch off of it because he gave us the rights haha got him (laughs) (laughs) uh god fuck fucking fun on me anyway (laughs) (laughs)
1: some of that's a story for another that's another
0: time and the issues with that and how much we take advantage of media from across the globe um (laughs) some of Sinar's earlier work that people may or may not know are things like mona the vampire the animal cracker Hmm? show the Wombies.
1: that one i don't know
0: okay oh you might know this one uh worked on the production of the anime series uh things like ronin warriors or mm. also known as legendary armor samurai troopers, Yorudin Samurai Toruba. <laughs> yeah. I remember Ronin warning Ro- roar Whoa! Yeah. I remembered legendary armor samurai troopers. <laughs> I didn't know it as that name, but like when I looked <laughs> at the box art, I was like, "Oh, I've seen that before." Uh, that used to <laughs> it used to air early morning on Cartoon Network. That's what I was R. Yeah. They brought that over. Um, they did. They did some other translation stuff that we'll go through later. Um, they also worked on The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Apparently, at one point, there was a French Canadian animated show for The Wonderful Wizard of Oz.
1: Oh, I think I've seen it. Wait, have a second. you seen that one?
0: Wait. That wait. was one I did not know at all.
1: Oz. Sinar. Let's see. Is this the one I've seen?
0: Yes. Oh, my God. What deep memory did I unlock?
1: Oh, really? I've seen this. You got it. was okay, so this isn't the one I thought of first. The first one that came to mind was Oz Kids, which is different. Oz Kids. This, but I have seen this, yeah.
0: It's really weird because it's Look an up. anime, and I was like, There's a Wizard yeah, yeah. of Oz anime, and in my head, it's really cool, and I'm guessing it's not.
1: Yeah, I right. First thing I thought it was Oz Kids, and now we'll get Oz Kids, and yeah, that was real. Wow, huh?
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like you're going, you're going through it right now. So I'm going to let you I, sit in that and talk, yeah, I'm about, gonna just <laughs> talk about a few other things this. that they <laughs> helped produce in their early years. Um, this is this is still like 1984, between 1984 and 1983. They're like picking up steam. Um, they go on to do some more work that you've probably heard of. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, uh-huh. They worked on Madeline for some of the specials.
2: Ooh.
0: Um, the Adventures of Paddington Bear. Paddington, Paddington. And, Paddington, and then we hit 1983 or wow, 1993. <laughs> In 1993, they become a public traded company. Who? And now they're they're playing with the big kids, and they would go on to make their biggest work between 1993 and like 1996, including Ooh. Caillou, Zabumafu, <laughs> and Arthur. Oh. Arthur, we've done it. They made they made those three. They also made Johnny oh. test, but we're gonna get back to that later, Brenda. Don't you worry. Oh, I don't wanna think about that. I found, <laughs> I found, fa- I found your ne- The way I got to this was I really wanted to do Johnny test.
1: <laughs> I'd just be crying the whole time.
0: <laughs> and then I found, I found this company, and I was like, I mean, this is the originator, Brenda's nemesis. So <laughs>
1: yeah. They brought my worst enemy into the world. They,
0: they did. Um, and we will, we will come back to him. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um so after they they hit being a public traded company, um a few years later in 1986 when they are making all of these shows that would go and become juggernauts in their f- field of children's t- uh media, uh, Sinar acquired mm-hmm. the Library of the British Animation Studio Filmfare. Uh this would become oh. a sort of a business model for them, which is, like, eating people that have a bunch of IPs they want. Yeah. Uh, they will do this continually throughout the existence of forever. They We're going to get to this bullet point every few years where, like, Sanar eats someone else who has a bunch of stuff they want. They just take it. <laughs> um What they really wanted from... And, and so they take it, and then the reason this is really good, and it's pretty common, especially in kids' media, because a lot of kids' media kind of, like, dies... Down in popularity, but still makes money. um mm-hmm. Bigger companies that are like active find companies that are small, so like Filmfare was a smaller company that wasn't really making anything anymore. And they do a buyout, they buy them out of their public traded company, they offer to buy off all their assets, you know, which is a big paycheck for people who aren't really up to much. And then they get this residual money that's just kind of happening. Like, think of like, I, I'm trying to think of uh, like. Old Barbie specials, yeah. Like they're not actively popular, but they like people are still buying them. Like their kids get into Barbie and they buy them a bunch of DVDs and then they watch them. And like so, you know, you just sit back and make money off of something that was already made that will keep selling. Like a hundred bucks is better than no bucks. Hmm. Truly. Um. What filmfare had that Sonar was like focused in on was they had some Paddington film specials. And the oh. first Paddington TV series I ran from nineteen seventy five to nineteen eighty six before Sinar made the adventures of Paddington Bear, which was like the second animated Paddington series. Mm. Um so now they like they have now like absorbed pretty much all of Pat- animated Paddington. Um,
1: <laughs> the entire the whole um the vault. The Paddington, the Paddington vault.
0: Verse is theirs now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um in nineteen ninety
0: nine they were by another film library of Lucidia Film Corporation in Salt Lake City, Utah. This mm. was part of Sonar. This was Sonar starting to become a big kid. Oh. They were trying to impress Viacom. <laughs> because there was talks of Sonar and Viacom becoming like true business partners. And yeah. this was, as far as I can tell, looking into it, this is not the wording used in any, in any news reporting to be very clear. No one said this. This is like a business hit. They mm-hmm. they are like it was publicly known. Sonar was buying was like buying out and taking the sum library from this corporation as a way to entice Viacom
1: to entice Viacom to buy them
0: to entice Viacom to be like to work with them more for Viacom ah. to funnel more of their children's t- entertainment through them. Because mm. as we know, I mean, Viacom at the time wasn't Viacom we have now, but it was growing, and if yeah. they could land a deal via come to be like any so sanar is known for at this time making kids entertainment specifically as we talked about in our Saturday morning cartoon episode uh the educational enrichment entertainment that every public whew, that every public tv station has to create weekly to be a public tv station that yeah. e.i labeling that e.i entertainment that everyone is responsible to keep making sanar is producing that for a lot of people and is known for, like, putting stuff out that, like, does good, kids like to watch, you make some ad money, and also you meet your quota. Sonar mm-hmm. wants to become that for Viacom. They want to be the head of all of their EI entertainment. Ah. This is after Sonar has a absolute bonkers year of revenue, Brenda. 1999, Sonar yeah. makes $150 million Canadian.
1: <laughs> In quotations. Canadian. <laughs> it, it's it, it's
0: Canadian. I do not I do not do spend the time to do math. Is it I, I have a note here that says translate into US dollars today. I didn't do that this <laughs> time, everybody. I know usually I like break it down for you. I didn't do all that. But hey, 150 million dollars in any of your currency is a lot of money. Yeah. Um guess how much they owned, like at the children's TV market. How much? 1.5 billion dollars. <sighs> They are estimated to be worth $1.5 billion in television market assets alone. Jesus. In 1999, if you were watching kids entertainment, especially EI Entertainment, it is most likely Sinar was getting a cut, either as a producer, as an owner, or owning the residual rights.
1: Wow. God.
0: There was no way to escape, like, you supporting this company by way of watching TV. It was impossible. They had something on every channel. Yes. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) They are big, they are scary, and we're going to walk it back. And uh, we're going to say, hey, I hope you have a wonderful day where we can learn to work and play.
1: To work and play and get along (laughs) with each other. Listen to the rhythm, listen (laughs) Listen to the the beat. (laughs) Fuck, did I get the words wrong? You know, it doesn't matter. (laughs) So,
0: so Sanar, the reason I take it back, and the reason I like put it aside is because Arthur is arthur arthur it is a mega house of a series it is the second longest running animated show of all time
1: is it yes how many episodes is it
0: i don't i didn't look that up because it's i didn't i almost did an arthur episode and then we didn't so i didn't look that kind of stuff up but it it's the second running <laughs> it is the second longest running animated series of all time the thing that beats the simpsons really yeah Whew. yeah wow hmm arthur arthur oh oh uh us us based i do know
1: yeah okay i was just like what about we we talked about that in another episode i think uh I is it society chan, chan chan is the longest running animated yes. series because it's been going since like the 60s yeah.
0: us based <laughs> sorry everybody
1: yeah uh, <laughs> my brain was just like Wait a second.
0: Yeah, I was, I was like, Wait. second is, uh, first is Simpsons, and in my head I'm like, you know, in the U.S., because Simpsons, and I was like, I didn't say U.S. out loud. Yeah, second running, longest running in the U.S. of all time. <laughs> it is the longest running U.S. children's animated series.
1: Wow. Yeah. Good on good, good on you, Arthur, yeah. for not letting caillou take that yeah, seat absolutely fuck you. it hey,
0: listen are people like it's it <laughs> is caillou. it is sad that our presenting but 25 seasons of an animated kids show i don't think anyone's touching that they're they're pretty safe no that's
1: yeah like that's <laughs> that's obscene oof. that's a lot like whenever anyone because like a couple years ago like they did the episode with um rat gets married yeah or as all the news outlets were saying Ratburn gets gay married <laughs> <laughs> And I like when that came out, I was just like, what do you mean Arthur's still on TV? Yeah.
0: <laughs> like- I, I had the same, I was like, oh, is this like a special? I thought it was like a special they came back for is like, a because Mark Brown is like very committed to like helping kids understand the world around them in the present day. Yeah. And so I thought he was like, hey, I want to come back for a special and like we're going to do a book and we'll do like a shit episode because like this is a very prevalent thing in kids' lives and they're getting a lot of really shitty like marketing about it you know like kids at the time were mm-hmm. not getting there wasn't like k- again Arthur is EI entertainment which is mostly seen as like kids and by kids i mean like preschool to like second grade
1: yeah and because like Arthur was on PBS mm-hmm. um It was accessible to, like, families who didn't, like, have cable or couldn't afford cable. Like, you can't do it now, but it used to be you could just get, like, a pair of bunny ears on a TV Mm -hmm. and, like, pick up Arthur on PBS Kids. So it was, like, a very accessible show to, like, a very large audience, Mm -hmm. um, which made it more important that it was conveying, like, messages.
0: (laughs) Right. And its runtime is very much, like, geared towards that age group because it aired, at least when I was, Mm -hmm. it was, like, three Which when you're like in third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, like you got other shit to do. You're not you're not like home right away to watch T V. You're like doing something else, especially as you get older. Yeah. Is very much geared towards like preschool kindergarten, maybe first, second grade if you got early, but like those younger ages where like you're home by like two. You've already been home for an hour. Um so yeah, I in my notes it's so funny, it says planned up to twenty five seasons, maybe more. (laughs) Maybe Because I, I made these notes like three weeks ago when I started researching. Uh, now we know it won't do that. But... <laughs> so they started production on for in 1984. First season there in 1996. I do not know why their production time is so slow. Initially, we're on the street. Mark Brown told PBS and WGBH, which is the Boston PBS station that had the idea for Arford, that he didn't really want to be a part of the show or give them the mm-hmm. license. Uh, mm they convinced him by kind of pitching like the show would be like the books to like teach kids important lessons. Yeah, the thing that I am very curious about why did, was Cignar attached to this gig? Sinara is a publicly traded for-profit company. PBS and WGB are not those things. I <laughs> know. The only thing I like, I could not find any no one no one was questioning why they were attached. Nothing from I looked up like. Things about the announcement, I like to interviews about Mark Brown. Literally no one talked about Sinar being attached to this. Or that it was Jeez. a little weird that they were attached to it. Because yeah. they are they are a big scary business like it force yeah. uh, at this time. They are like not like, hey, let's have a wonderful day. They're like, hey, I own $1.5 billion of all children's TV entertainment. If you're gonna make something, <laughs> I will be a part of it. <laughs>
1: They're like, we like money.
0: Um and it's also it is it's very interesting because the show is written and mainly handled by WGBH in co- cooperation yeah. with like the big PBS entity. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Sonar finesse this, because I feel like this is them again. All of the voice work is done in Canada. Jeez. Every single one of the voice actors lives a few lives or lived at the time either within a 20 minute radius of the Montreal or Toronto sonar recording stations
1: they just like f- finish up their final lines and have just bailed out of Canada
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm free <Is> that what? <laughs> like listen I really want to
1: move <laughs> but I can't because I have this 25 year long <laughs> voice acting gig
0: <laughs> I really i I really couldn't find anything out about like... I I was like, this is this is a very bizarre thing that this company in Canada is helping produce this American PBS kids show, and all of the voice yeah. actors are Canadian and live near the studio, yeah, including up to. So there's a very interesting podcast that happened this summer from the voice of DW, uh, yeah, tracking down other people who voiced DW and like figuring out what they were up to, so including that
1: was. Yeah, the
0: mul- the many voices for DW. From what I could figure out, I have not finished listening to that podcast. or going through all of their stuff. I, n-
1: I need to listen to it. It's on my to listen list. It w-
0: I put it on my list because I thought I would do. I thought we were going to do Arthur, and then I will. You will- we will get to <laughs> why and So Wild in just a few years in these notes. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, most of those voice actors that that like I got went through still live near. There was a car. Still live near. Um. <laughs> sonar's like bases and dw is a voice actor a voice actor who gets cycled through because they use mostly men because they get more of the like raspy mean voice they like out of like cis men but they again Mm -hmm. they couldn't be too old so you age people age out of that voice pretty quick yeah um and i'm like are they are they only doing casting calls in their neighborhood or are they were they trying to like you know we're like part of the community um i i couldn't figure it out but most of them live near sanar until Sonar wasn't attached to arthur anymore
1: i like to think that it was just like a um like a local thing everyone knew about like mm-hmm. they were just like oh they're gonna need another dw yeah like, i I, wonder- I mean audition. it could be that's
0: kind of cool yeah i mean sanar is just they're at the top of their game you know we're back to 1999 they just made all this money they own all this shit the world is their oyster brenda nothing can go mm-hmm. wrong Nothing's going to get them down. (laughs) Nothing's going to break this stride. Let's have a wonderful (laughs) day. It's 2001, and they're found in a very large illegal tax scandal. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. The founder is Michelle Charest, and the current heads of the company, Ronald Weingberg. Uh, So there's the current head and then the founder of Sinar, are found doing a lot of illegal stuff with money. An internal auto revealed that roughly $167 million had been invested in offshore accounts in the Bahamas without board approval. Again, they are a publicly traded <laughs> company. There's a board of people they were supposed to answer to. <laughs> Oops. They did not answer <laughs> to them for that.
1: <laughs> Oopsie poopsie. What a, what an accident.
0: <laughs> Sonar was also paying American screenwriters for work being done for their for their uh, productions, but they were still taking federal grants and tax credits from the Canadian... Um, government which is something that breaks Uh um something that breaks their contracts for tax credits and grants and production in canada
2: (laughs) oopsie so
0: what they were (laughs) doing to get what so for some of their shows for episodes of arthur even they credit the like the founder or the head of the company or like their wife or something with like some episodes (laughs) what so they would pay this ghostwriter in america and then they put down like Mm -hmm. Ronald Weinberg wrote that episode of whatever. And then they were just That's wild. It's absolutely wild. I couldn't figure out why they were doing that.
1: What? Yeah, why can't you I'm just like, hire I'm like are
0: American ghostwriters <laughs> cheap? You could hire a Canadian ghostwriter. I don't care. Like are they just are are the, are American ghostwriters cheaper? Are they What why are you doing that?
1: <laughs> yeah, is it That's just very weird. What I wonder hmm. the only thing I wonder if it was just because, like, Arthur takes place in America, and there's just, like, very slight differences between Canada and America, yeah. and I wonder if they were, like, having incidences where, like, Canadianisms were sneaking in.
0: That's what I was wondering. There are, like, a lot of Easter eggs, so to speak, of, like, stuff from Sonar mm-hmm. in Arthur, um, and stuff from Canada in Arthur, because mm-hmm. of that, from their writers, and I wonder if they were, like, those episodes didn't perform well. I have no idea. But they get caught also doing that like these two scandals happen at the same time the audit started in 2000 ended in 2001 the screenwriter stuff came out in 2001 as well both of these hit them at the same time their stock in the canadian start market plummets to the point where they are taken <laughs> off of the stock market
2: ooh
0: they are That's they are bad. they are kicked out they're like you are <laughs> your your company plummeted so bad our economy is reacting we're going to ask you to leave <laughs>
1: It's like the scene from um, Lion King 2 where Simba kicks Kovu out of Pride Rock and all the animals are get are like, get the fuck out. That's They
0: say exactly that. It's really weird for a Disney production. But yeah, like, I was like, like wow, I'm going like to cut your pretty... fucking head off. Why are get you brown?
1: Out. <laughs> I hate your fucking guts.
0: You look like Scar. <laughs>
1: it's not made clear where are you apparently you're not his son but you look exactly like it's him. it's really
0: weird right That's, they're like yeah you just like scar and it's like is he scar kid well no well okay hold up what's the problem here then
1: well yeah like he's he's just a random lion like are, <laughs> like, we, are we just are we getting Scar-Kid.
0: into the like i i don't know what the issue here is then is he scar son no okay well like genetic genetics say probably you're wrong but if he's not <laughs> what's i don't understand the you're like hey man you look like fucking like rush limbaugh and it's like okay that's i'm sorry i i don't like that either about me
1: <laughs> we're not related so i don't know what you're going for here well, i hate
0: you because you look like him i mean like you don't have to i have a lot of body smorphy about it too i don't thanks i guess <laughs> fuck you i don't know what do you what am i supposed to say to that <laughs> what like what what did people want him to say to that what is, he, what, is what is what is the appropriate reaction to someone being like i fucking hate you because you look like this nazi i know all right <laughs> i i can't say i'm a fan of that fact either and i see you're I, I can understand the reason why you're uncomfortable around me and i'll try to be cognizant of that no you need to fucking go i'm gonna kill you okay whoa <laughs> oh that, wow
1: now, that, now we've got a problem yeah <laughs> You,
0: oh, i'm kicking you boy. out because you look like scar now you have a scar i'd <laughs> hey simba do you know have you ever thought about bec- that you became part of the machine you fought against <laughs> <laughs> this isn't very hey, hakuna simba. matata of you simba
1: <laughs> yeah well like lion king 2 is wild because in that one timon and pumbaa have given up their um laid back ways and are now like absolutely the worst. So Simba's kind of made everything awful.
0: <laughs> Moral of the story, maybe Scar should have finished her job in Link. <laughs> I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tune in next time for the rest of our Disney sequel cast.
0: <laughs> um. So Sonar is still making R for Z- Zumbumafu and Caillou while they're in the midst of this terrible, terrible legal scandal, they don't stop <laughs> making those. So that's just one of those weird things. Like when you're a kid, you don't know. But like in the midst of the making, Arthur, you know, through the 2000s, they are in the deeply entrenched in very illegal things. I mean, they lied to yeah. their government about the thing is like these tax cre- credits and federal grants are things they took from other people. Like mm-hmm. the fact that they had these yeah. and the fact they own pretty much all transverse media at the time all ei entertainment at the time other people aren't getting those so yeah. everyone who wants to make entertainment like that like they have an idea for a show that they're like you know kindergartners is a good show i have this show idea they have their go. that's who they go to that's that's how it gets made because they have all the money um and yeah. the only thing i can figure out with the higher american screenwriters is one your idea and two that they must have been finding a way at the time that the exchange rate was so, that they were saving money by paying them in American dollars. Oh. I could not historically... I So that is... I did look into that. I could not historically find an exchange rate history tracker, mm-hmm. but I can only assume they were doing some kind of fucking shit of, like, taking Canadian dollars to British pounds to American dollars and, like, making a dollar on every transaction. Oh. Yeah. Because they are out of Montreal, and they are also out of Toronto. Um...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I can only assume they were doing some kind of like I mean they're also funneling money away to like the Bahamas $167,000 the again <laughs> the, the heads of the company the animators and voice actors they don't they don't fucking know. I mean the board didn't know. This no. is not the whole company but the heads of your company look make me look pretty bad. Mhm. Yeah. Um so at the time and to this day it is still speculated that the CFO uh Hassan Panja was the actual mastermind behind this entire event, and had help from John Sudeikis and Lino Meadow. Lino Meadow was a uh, part of the North Shore North Shield Investment Group and Mount Real Corporation. Or sorry, John North. <laughs> sorry, John North Shore Investment Group. Lino Mount Real Corporation.
1: Is it Mount Real or is it Montreal?
0: <laughs> Mount Real. I huh. looked into it. Mount <laughs> Real Corporation. If you've never listen, that is the name of a shell company made by a villain in a movie.
1: I mean, yeah. I looked into this is real company. I looked into please trust me
0: Mount Real, and I did air quotes for this podcast. Uh, They were a poorly put together in quotes investment company. So it was North Shore Investment (laughs) Group. These were, from what I can find, not real companies. Uh eventually as part of a settlement with the Canadian government and the company itself Charhus and Weinberg again the founder and head respectively of Cenar still called Cenar at the time paid 1 million dollars each and were both banned from serving in any capacity as director or officers of any publicly traded company in Canada for 5 years. Ooh that I, I didn't even know it was a thing you could do. That's like, hey, you yeah. can't fucking play baseball anymore, kid.
1: <laughs> you're banned from baseball. If you even touch one yeah, baseball, that's, that's he- you'll explode. feels
0: fake. They're like, hey, you can no longer rollerblade. Well, I mean, and I think about, like, that's time before for other big things. Like, Tasha Harding was banned from figure skating. Yeah. Like, a judge was like, you can no longer figure skate. And she was like, what are you fucking talking about? You can't do that, can you? And he's like, you can no longer figure skate. Enjoy being depressed and poor now because you're a woman.
1: jesus
0: tasha harding's story is very sad do not watch that movie unless you want to be depressed for four months
1: (laughs) yeah jesus um that whole
0: thing but they both get that happens um neither admitted neither ever admitted guilt that was not part of the settlement or agreement um and said, and then never saw what would happen to the outcome of the company uh she passed away in 2004 um Which is, you know, unfortunate. She's the, fa- like, I do think about, like, she's the founder of this company and she's going down for something that seems like four men were devising as a scheme. Yeah. Um, I did try to look into if, like, her estate or her family ever said more about what happened, you know, if they, you know, she never admitted guilt. If she ever came out, you know, like, she didn't know they were doing this or she thought it was all above board or whatever, just because she did pass away and didn't get to share her side of the story because the story does not end here. Um, yeah. But I was not able to find anything. It seems like... I mean, she passed away. Her family has, has the right to their privacy. She never admitted guilt. and She was never convicted as being guilty, even posthumously or anything. So, I kind of take it as, like, four shitty dudes came up with an illegal shitty thing and didn't tell this woman who founded this extremely powerful company. Yeah. Uh, which is not shocking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not at all surprised on that um, one.
0: <laughs> so scandal's dying down you know so it's like 2004 2005 heat's coming off of them they're like all right back to fucking work and two mm-hmm. in uh what is this in the in the mid to late 2000 right down a year it's before it's before 2008 uh Sonar is purchased for 190 million dollars by michael hirsch and other business partners and they changed the name to cookie jar group tasty
1: tasty
0: Tasteful. We're no, we're no longer they Their back cookie jar, as you come to know them, is now back to their old pattern. In 2008, they acquired DIC Entertainment and folds the company Dick. into their entertainment.
1: It's Deke. It's not Dick. It's Deke. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Yo, <laughs> <Now>, co- <laughs> can, can, tell us about Dick Entertainment, Brenda. Please go on.
1: Yeah, so, so Dick Entertainment was the... <laughs> Was the hot shit of eighties entertainment? You know Sailor Moon. You we wouldn't even have Sailor Moon without Dick Entertainment. I love you so much, Inspector <laughs> Gadget. Yeah, they made Inspector Gadget. Dick Entertainment.
0: <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, they buy Dick Entertainment. <laughs> they buy. They buy Dick Entertainment. D I C and they um, fold them into, the, they buy them, and then they're like, you're not a company. Nice try, kid. And they fold them into their entertainment division. Um, <laughs> doing this acqui- during the acquisition project, Cookie Jar is also rebranding, because again, they're coming out of the scandal, they gotta like, they gotta rebrand this new guy, Michael, owns the company, he's like, we're not Sonar, we're Cookie Jar, we gotta rebrand, <laughs> we gotta shake this off, we gotta get some new IPs in here. You know, they, they need to freshen up the place class it up um i'm trying to, to triple check i this is close to when they stopped working on arthur because they worked on arthur until season 15 so i think they're still on arthur um mm-hmm. but they start launching like new blocks of tv so they launch cookie jar Toons on this tv not it's called this tv uh and all the <laughs> all the blocks for cookie jar Toons on this tv provide ei entertainment credits to other people so wow. this is when they really lean into like we they have this in, they have this incredibly vast library of media they're allowed to use what do you they're like do you want to pay us to run your ei programming and mm-hmm. so they're leaning back into that of like we don't need to mix we own so much you know buying Deke entertainment like Brenda said they got inspector gadget they got rainbow bright they got care bears they got the manaline show they have the sabrina animated <laughs> series Sabrina's Secret Life. They have Sonic the Hedgehog. They got mask. Like, we don't need to make shit. We have mask now. You remember mask, right? (laughs) It's
1: all we need. Yeah. They had different masks. It was like
0: G.I. Joe, but they had mask.
1: They had (laughs) mask, and it stands for... There's going to be a long break here because I have to look it up, but I'm going to make it seamless. armored
0: seamless killer. Maximum ass sticking... (laughs) King, (laughs) many armadillos seek kinship.
1: (laughs) Wait, what does mask stand Uh, for? I don't know. I thought you
0: were looking it up.
1: I am, but it's not giving me the answers. Is is this
0: another show that doesn't stand for anything? Did I just assume it did? No, it does. Are you sure? It does. I don't know.
1: Mask does stand for something. I swear to God.
0: Go to the, go to the, go to the, go to the, go to the. I'm going to go with Mini (laughs) Armadillo Seek Kinship, personally.
1: Ah! I found it. You won't fucking believe. MASK stands for Mobile Armored Strike Command. Command is spelled with a K. I'm going to
0: fucking become Harley Quinn what?
1: (laughs) Also, fun fact. It was animated in Japan by Asi Productions. Oh, the more you know. So that's a that's a fun fun little fun little fact there nice. you know like they're known for um let me <laughs> oh magical princess minky momo okay okay mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Macross, we know that, I do one. know that one yeah we know that one cutie honey oh,
0: i know cutie honey
1: um, that was one of the
0: ones you could get on, on demand from the anime channel and you you shouldn't have it was definitely anti
1: you definitely can see oh fun fact. Yeah, you can see your titties. Fun fact. Um cutie honey is by the same guy as Devil Man. You know
0: that so that makes a lot of sense.
1: Doesn't it? That really <laughs> it just, that really it, adds up. Truly, truly it does. Alright. Done with this bit. Done with that bit.
0: <laughs> it's two thousand nine, Brenda. Cookie jar yes. is back on it. They're back at it. They're sued again. <laughs> again. They are once again in court, this time for plagiarization of work. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, Claude Robinson is suing them for their animated series, Robinson Sucro, um, which he cl- which he claims, by and by his name, I'm sure you're like, that doesn't seem very far-fetched, that he pitched the show to them in 1986, and the company turned him down and later turned around and made the show anyway.
1: Oh my, god. all the way in 2009.
0: Um, the, the case would go all the way up to the Supreme Court of Canada.
1: Oh my god.
0: All the way to the top. All the way up there. (laughs) Cookie Jar lost the following. $9 million (laughs) they had to pay to Robinson directly for damages.
1: Oh my god.
0: And then in 2013, when this makes its way to the Supreme Court, the court sided unanimously with Robinson. (laughs) And Cookie Jar had to cover all of his legal fees and pay another $1 million in damages.
1: Wow. I'm like looking at this and I'm like, it wasn't worth it. Wasn't it wasn't worth it. Cookie jar. It really, they w- no. He really
0: could have walked in and be like, you plagiarized my work. And Michael Hirsch could be like, I don't know who the fuck you are, but sure. Probably. He's like, Pro- I just got here. Probably, <laughs> I mean, They probably did that. They did a lot of really <laughs> bad stuff. Yeah. But instead he, he sends the company to fight for it. Cause I, I, and it feels like that thing, right? Where Robinson's probably thinking like, there's an episode of King of the Hill, because there's for everything. Where Dale mm-hmm. sues like, uh, whatever the Newport fake company is in King of the Hill, I forget what it's called. <laughs> he's suing like the cigarette company to make
2: yeah.
0: a cool hundred thousand dollars because he's like they never like this is something that in the nineties and early two thousands did happen a lot where people would sue mm-hmm. like Comcast and Comcast would not bother going into court to fight about it and the court would send them a bill for like ten thousand dollars and they're like, Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like not it's not worth their time and resources to yeah. Fight some BS legal claim. But as this like becomes a trend, they're like, We cannot let people just do that. <laughs>
1: it's like we gotta put a stop. Like it worked for a while just to send some checks to people, but no words getting around that it works. So now we're fucked. And so I
0: feel like maybe <laughs> Robinson didn't think he would go to a Supreme Like, I there's no fucking way that this guy to be like, Hey, I pitched this show, they they made the show, I'm I'm looking to get compensation for the show.
1: And yeah, I'm like looking at some pictures and it does seem pretty damning. <laughs>
0: um, And I feel like it's like later in time because the internet, right? Like he probably just didn't know what happened. I don't, it wasn't like a popular yeah. show. So he's probably no. online and is like, is that my, sh- that's my, it's my show. We didn't make that show, I, right? <laughs>
1: mine. We, they turned me down. They, I did this i look at that man it's just me
0: right right like it's he's like my name is literally claude robinson i don't there's not really something to fight about here
1: it's like the main character is just me (laughs) and so the fact that he's like in the
0: supreme court of like you're in the supreme court of your government and like yeah i don't really have much to say so here's the pitch i gave them and here's the show with the same name i'm kind of done i don't know what they have to say about
1: that i don't really think there's much that they can do to um to stop me but um yeah here we we fucking are
0: apparently your
1: honor yeah um this guy has the wildest beard he does doesn't wow yeah it's like uh it's more powerful than a um Who's the guy who plays Ron on Parks and Rec? Uh oh, god, Nick, Nick Offerman. Offerman yeah. Nick, o- yeah, when Nick Offerman grows his beard out, it kind of looks like this, but this one is more powerful.
0: Okay, no, <laughs> I see what you mean. No, you're abs- I had to pull up a you picture. You see it you. right? Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. absolutely
0: follow you. Um, wow. So you want know, you know this this was a huge. This was like a eight This ended up being an eighteen year legal battle. Um, mm-hmm. so this did start. What's 2013 minus 18 whatever that is <laughs> um what it was that the supreme court case decided is that oh god let me pull it up again i just close. i just like <laughs> minimize my notes for some reason i don't know why uh it was going over how it obsesses if a financial part of work has been reproduced the assessment of for infringement including accounted for profits non-persecuted damages and punitive damages and then also went over the use of experts in a copyright case and the vicious liability of directors for infringement that is a very long way to say is are they responsible for every single media that's pitched in that they turn down that they then maybe recreate they were claiming they did not take a substantial part of his work and then turn it into a show They're, like, it's not our fault as creatives that, like, we heard a pitch, didn't like it, but, like, felt inspired by some parts of it. But we didn't take all of it.
1: I think at that point, you still need to pay the person for having the initial idea. Even if you're, like, we would like to make some tweaks to it. And if you decide that you don't like Mm -hmm. them, then we cancel this whole project and you just have to walk away. You don't get to be, like, um, okay, so we didn't like this guy's Robson Crusoe thing. But let's make our own Robinson Crusoe thing, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Um, that's
1: where it gets dicey.
0: It is interesting because, like, some like at one point, the CEO of France Animation, which was the per like a the show was made like in France and Canada, was dragged in, yeah. and they were like, "I wasn't part of this pitch. I didn't know what was happening." And it was ruled in. I forget. I looked up. I looked up the names of all the courts for Canada. Their court mm-hmm. system is very difficult to follow because, like, there are like four courts that are on the same level but do different things. Oh. the court under Supreme Court ruled that the CEO for the French animation company wasn't liable because they had never been there. So that was interesting. Of like, who like whose job is it to be looking into um, infringement and like where's this idea coming from, so on and so forth. And for canon anyway,
2: yeah.
0: Um, but it did really solidify and bring in the idea of like creators rights and company rights mm-hmm. because his whole thing is like as as you're saying as a creator like this this was my idea and you owe me something yeah like it you made it it made money I that should have been mine Um, and their whole thing is like as a company we hear a bunch of ideas from a lot of people we can't be responsible for every idea we hear
1: I think you can yeah, like I
0: think you can they also try to lean on like <laughs> you know it's the company's changed hands so many times and so many different managers and executive and blah blah market oversight blah 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 like essentially like trying to bury like well how could we have known you know this was such an old show we shouldn't be liable for it now you should be suing like like weisenberg or someone else that used to run the company Mm -hmm. but again the court really solidified like when you purchase the company, you should understand the holdings you're responsible for. And mm-hmm. that's fair. You know, I'm not saying if I bought a company for $190 million that I would know where to begin with that, but I do think I'd be responsible like, so what the fuck did I just buy? <laughs> like,
1: what is... Yeah, really? <laughs>
0: like, these, <laughs> they just, just
1: came up... Off- here, here's an issue that happened back in, like, what, 1994, yeah. I think is when this cartoon came out. Um, this is an issue that happened. You're just like, I, I didn't... I wasn't here for that i don't know what we did
0: like you can't i'm like this company just came out of a very intense legal spree of people stealing millions of dollars from the government i think you should look into what you're buying yeah maybe maybe just you're buying especially with how much fucking media they own like you gotta you gotta go over your holdings
1: Yes, you do. Like,
0: I guarantee you knew, like, hey, we own Paddington Bear, make sure we're making money off of the Paddington Bear cartoon. Like, I guarantee they did that. I guarantee you, like, yeah. knew that you owned, like, Madeline, the Madeline specials, like, two through seven. I guarantee you knew that. <laughs> hmm So, I don't know. Get rocked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, By this time, after this, like, around the 2013-2014, Cookie Jar has over 6,000 half-hour blocks of programming. Wow! They make another big push. They hire Tom Maza, former, who, oversaw, who oversaw TriStar and Paramount Television. Wow! Tom Mazza was going to broaden their slate of offerings. He was going after wow. Canadian co-production programs that were going out globally. He's like, we gotta think big. We gotta go big. Bigger. <sighs> higher faster bigger
1: faster stronger
0: we gotta we gotta we got this
1: <laughs> it's time for johnny test
0: <laughs> guess what brenda they're now called uh-huh. the jar
1: the jar
0: the jar was gonna oh. be a primetime us tv targeted slate of programs
1: on what channel
0: uh it never got off the ground ah. it was gonna have more teen geared programming but it never went anywhere uh, oopsie, oopsie poopsie. 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 Uh, but they were going to have stuff on. I thought I. Oh, you know what? This is my computer crash. I had this written down. <laughs> they were going to have uh, stuff on like MTV and Lifetime. Oh. Like, they're going to collect stuff from like. There's going to be a show from Lifetime and a show from MTV and like shows from CBS. They're going to like collect all this teen geared programming and have this slate of TV called The Jar.
1: Yeah, you're gonna have like Daria shaking hands with Degrassi the animated series. Oh god,
0: that would have been hell. Wow, that would have been. <laughs> to
1: my knowledge, hell. there is there is no Degrassi animated no, not, series. No, it's not. But I, like, to it would clarify. have been
0: hell. um, <laughs> I I thought I missed something. In 2009, there was other legal stuff going on. Oh, they were in a lawsuit for American Greetings
1: <laughs> over those lovable Care Bears
0: and Strawberry Shortcake.
2: Strawberry
0: shortcake. They were supposed so. Cookie Jar claims that American Greetings was going to sell Care Bear Strawberry Shortcake and the Sushi Pack franchise to them. I don't know what that last one is. What
1: the hell is Sushi sh- Pack?
0: I have absolutely no idea. It, it was it was it was something that they that American Greetings made. Um, the deal wasn't finalized until 2008. It took us back a little bit. <laughs> the transaction did not happen. Like Cookie Jar never like sent the money oops in 2009 they make a counter bid for like less money the original bid was 90 million they make a counter bid for 76 million for just care bears and strawberry shortcake they don't want sushi pack anymore
1: nobody wants sushi pack what is wait let me see
0: i swear to god if you see this and you're like oh right yeah of course sushi pack everyone fucking come on austin everyone knows sushi pack
1: You know, the theme song, everyone gather round, let's put some <laughs> Gary on that plate. What is that? The theme song too. Oh, that's Fraggle Rock.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: I've never that was seen the t- Rock actually. It's heartwarming. I've oh. never seen this in my life. <sighs>
0: <laughs> we got a real one, everybody. Brenda's never heard of it.
1: Yeah. Wow. This is, I've heard of almost everything and I have Just about. no clue.
0: I'm so shocked I stumped you with this. Now you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Sonar, Cookie Group. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know Sonar.
1: I know that time that they um, lost all of their money and almost (laughs) tanked the Canadian government (laughs) single-handedly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Cookie Jar had until April of 2009 to complete the deal with American Greetings. They don't. They, again, don't send any money. American Greetings opens a lawsuit at Cookie Jar. At the same time, American Greetings is also being sued by Moonscoop. Oh, was, Moon Scoop! Who was also trying to get strawberry shortcake and Care Bears. So American Greetings starts suing Cookie Jar for blocking out any sales from happening because their sale is open. Cookie Jar files a different lawsuit against American Greetings for twenty mi- $25 million, saying American Greetings actually isn't finishing up the deal.
1: I'm yelling. <laughs> You can't hear it, but I'm yelling. Everyone is fighting over these Care Bears.
0: American Greetings wins their lawsuit with MoonScoop Group, for MoonScoop claiming that they are trying to like freeze them out. The like the legal system is like that is not their issue. But guess how long that lawsuit lasted.
1: Oh, is it still ongoing to this very day?
0: The last time this article was updated was 2019, and I cannot figure oh out God. what updated.
1: It just everyone decided to stop. <laughs>
0: I I have I have no idea, (laughs) (laughs) um, but it was found that MoonScoop, yeah, MoonScoop had soured the deal minutes before it was completed, and that American Greetings had faxed over MoonScoop like a comfort. Essentially, they both pointed fingers because they both got the notification past the deadline, and they both thought they had a case. Mm -hmm. And actually, they both had sent notification of the deal not going through. Like at eleven fifty eight, like the night before midnight or whatever. Whew. Um, I could not figure out what happened between Cookie Jar and American Greetings.
1: Yeah, how does this end?
0: Uh, as l- l- when I looked it up, the thing was about just about like they accused them of not going through with a deal. When I googled it, I got the moon scoop stuff. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, that lawsuit's active, and just no one's doing. There's been no court date, Be-
1: probably because of the pandemic. <laughs> probably because of the pandemic. <laughs> um, I mean, we know that the Care Bears have been locked inside of a vault for 500 years. Yeah, there's been no. And I
0: can only assume that's why there's been no Care Bears media.
1: I feel it, like someone had a Care Bears show for five seconds. No, there was a comic for five seconds.
0: There was, because I, I was thinking, I was like,
1: yeah, Care Bears. I
0: remember watching those specials when I was a kid. What happened? I can only assume they've been gridlocked in who owns Care Bears and so no one's made anything.
1: Nobody really knows what to do with the Care Bears. Because like when, like, the the movies, the original Care Bears movies, mm-hmm. do you remember, did you ever see those?
0: Yes, but they are very foggy.
1: Yeah, so like, the, the premise of the first Care Bears movie is that there is a a boy who's like part of the circus and he's very unhappy and he finds an evil book that slowly like saps what? away all his life force. It does I don't what? If, I don't yeah, he finds an evil book that's like slowly sapping away his life force and also all of the happiness in the world. And um I don't remember exactly how the care bears come into this, but they have to go through like a massive journey in which they meet the Care Bear cousins for the first time. <laughs> is this so what is much. happening
0: it's
2: so much
0: <laughs> that's a lot wow anyway it's august of 2012 and it's time for cookie jar group to f- see how it feels as what has happened to countless others finally happens to them dhx media acquires cookie jar group for <sighs> 101 a million dollars
1: 101 Dalmatians.
0: 101 Dalmatians buys Cookie Group. <laughs> Do you know the last thing Cookie Jerk group does Brenda with his dying breath? What? They release season 6 of Johnny Test.
1: Oh, motherfucker. Just for you. <laughs> no, just for thanks. I like hold up hold it up and I'm like thanks.
0: <laughs> Here kid I made this for you.
1: Oh. Oh, it's season 6 of Johnny Test. Oh, I asked for season four of Generator X. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't mention it. and They walk off into the sunset, <laughs> defeated.
1: I hate this.
0: <laughs> um, there is talk of bring of Johnny Test reboot.
1: I thought it was confirmed.
0: Oh, it's confirmed.
1: Yeah, because remember we were like losing our oh, sh- you're right. Yeah, because uh, I don't know what episode it was in, and if anyone knows what episode where I made the joke about Johnny Test coming back, please let me know because I want to. Like sound clip that
0: yeah um, please but no a- hey every time we say something fucking wild on this show and then you hear about it in the news please clip it and find us on twitter i will name drop you because i realize i desperately want like ads of us talking on this show but we yeah. are so tired and we do so much work i
1: know yeah so one month ago netflix announced that johnny test is coming back <laughs>
0: Cookie Group um, lives again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, let me look up really quick to see who's like working on this. Like, is it the original team? Um,
0: I just, in my see. head, it's like the opening of Gargoyles of like, we live again. And it's like <laughs> fucking Tom Maza and Michael Hirsch from Cookie jar <laughs> <laughs> Is
1: that the theme song to Gargoyles? Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. Yes, it. I did it. All right. Let me try to find this article about the reboot. There's no, no, nothing on the Wikipedia page about the reboot. Huh. That's why anyway, it
0: was like rumored, but, because I didn't, like, when I went to go through Johnny Test stuff, I didn't see anything that said for sure. But then you're right, now, like, someone did confirm it, unless it was reconfirmed yeah, that it was a lie. Yeah,
1: I haven't seen anyone say like, actually, not real, yeah. but it, it looks like it's real. So anyway, Johnny Test, um, he won't die. He just he won't die.
0: And Johnny he- Tess is now part of a legend, as DHX consumes Cookie Jar Group, which is now Wild Brain today. Wild-
1: and we've talked about Wild Brain we briefly have. before in our Snoopy episode, because Wild Brain owns um, the Snoopy.
0: And so much, because Wild Brain, at that stage, now owns the largest library of all children programming in the world.
1: Oh my god.
0: Do you know who the current CEO of Wild Brain is? Homst. Um, it is Eric Ellenbo. Uh, whoa, Eric whoa. Ellen Bojan. Bojan, do you know? Do you know who that is? No. Uh, well, he used to run a little-known company known as Marvel Enterprises back in 1998 after their bankruptcy with the toy biz deal. God.
1: <laughs> oh, this is a a great a great person to have control of the largest children's entertainment. <laughs> Uh, in the, wor- in in the, the, the world. world.
0: In the world. In I the couldn't, world. I couldn't believe that. Like that was just like of uh, that's just like a fact. Like they they own the largest children's entertainment library. Period. End of discussion. Yeah. Which I mean makes sense because you think it like I don't I didn't go into Wild Brain or DHX or all the stuff they've consumed. But eating Cookie Jar Group, I'm like, they've got most of the Sabrina I'm like, they've got like all the Sabrina animated, they got all the paddington animated. They've got the first 15 seasons of Arthur. Mm-hmm. They've got, like, Madeline. They have a bunch of old anime from, like, France that they translated.
1: They've got, like, um, a lot of, like, the Deke Library. Yep.
0: Which comes with um. Inspector Jacket. Inspector Gadget. Whoa. G- <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Inspector Gadget, Mask, <laughs> Son of the Hedgehog. It's so, what is absolutely so positively wild is before i started researching for this i was on paramount plus and on paramount plus there's a bunch of weird like the the paddington bear cartoon is on paramount plus yeah and so is madeline it's i was like huh it's weird they have all these random shows but it's because it's a part of what like that uh it's because the same company Owns all of those cartoons. Like, the same people who have owned Sonic the Hedgehog own Madeline and the Paddington Bear cartoon. Wild. And so, brain. <laughs> <laughs> and so all Paramount has to do is make a deal with one company, and they have access to the largest library of children's entertainment in the world. Period. End of discussion. That is... Uh, that is an exponentially inane boon for their streaming service to have. Yeah. Because that's, like, you want something for your kid to watch? We literally own it.
1: (laughs) Own everything.
0: Like, it's also just crazy to think about because... It's wild to think about because Wild Brain is, like... You don't think about these companies who own these libraries. You think about, like, Peanuts or the IP. Think of Sonic. Like, oh, Sega, I guess. I don't know. Who owns that? Like, that is so bananas for like them to actively hold that and even to think about growing up that like actively growing up like if i was watching like a kid's show like ei entertainment like a children's programming television it was owned by one group Mm -hmm. and i know i don't know what it is but every time i pick these topics somehow it always comes back to me being on a fucking soapbox but it's absolutely (laughs) crazy to think everybody miss dorian's brenda that so much of entertainment to be controlled by like one group of usually dudes
1: yeah making Mm.
0: making all of the like choices like who are they gonna pay and who aren't they gonna pay what taxes will they skirt on what economy will they crash like what
1: sins will they commit next
0: (laughs) who who should we plagiarize next like there's like one it. i guess what's weird is like for kids stuff you think like oh kids like innocent sweet but it's just like adult programming like we know it's like that for like marvel shit like well disney owns everything um and that's just a sin we have to live within the world because we are but one podcast
1: <laughs> yeah it's like but that's like also like a pretty recent thing like mm-hmm. you know because i remember where and when i was when the news broke that marvel had been purchased by disney because that was a really big deal i it was, was actually at disney oh well, at the time. i remember
0: i remember i still i used to get um wired the magazine i used to be subscribed to that and so i remember getting the issue of wired that had thor captain america iron man and like uh hulk on the cover and they had they all had the mickey mouse ears
1: yeah i remember the usa today had like a mickey mouse with like a spider-man pattern over like superimposed over him Mm -hmm. so
0: (laughs) and that was and it was such a big deal but like i feel like it's even more important and sinister to like know about especially when you're in a, an adult with kids and like your kids programming where it's coming from because that doesn't get headlines mm-hmm. you know they don't like no. they don't talk about like when wild brain took peanuts i feel like i knew about it but like we also do this show so i pay attention to that yeah. kind of stuff
1: yeah i also just follow snoopy around wherever he goes <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess I gotta hang out with Johnny Test now, okay? Oh my God, Brenda! What are you gonna do when they do a Snoopy Johnny Test special? No! What are you gonna do? Don't say that! Don't what are you gonna say do? that! No, Brenda! You need to prepare I'm- yourself.
1: I can't. I'm not strong enough. I can't. Snoopy, no. Snoopy talking. I hate Johnny Tess's dog. I hate it. I, <laughs> they're going to do it. Hate- gonna, he's going to show up as Joe Cool, and Johnny
0: Tess is going to want to be Joe Cool, and he's going to get turned into a dog. And that's going to be the whole episode.
1: Well, no one knows that Joe Cool is a dog. No, I, Everyone's I know, but that'll like, be the whole
0: bit. He's going to like put Joe Cool <laughs> in his sister's, like, trans-modification bullshit or whatever, and he's gonna turn into a fucking dog, and Snoopy Cool's <laughs> gonna turn into a boy, and he's gonna have an existential crisis the whole episode. I'm gonna
1: <laughs> oh, I hate this scenario. This is the hell scenario. <laughs> what are you gonna do, Brenda, when Snoopy, Sonic, and Johnny Tess go out for a chili cheese dog together? Where will you I be? I could see... I love Sonic. I could see... I could see... Sonic hanging out with Johnny Test well, very similar. they're both Yeah they're absolutely- both kind of insufferable But I feel like if like I think Johnny Test Would commit a felony Without hesitation
0: <laughs> What are you What are you gonna do when the tubbies show up with Snoopy They own Teletubbies I didn't this I just saw that I didn't know they own that Yeah
1: Wait, what was
0: said about Teletubbies? Wait. What are you going to do when Teletubbies open up their stomach into the void and Snoopy's trapped in there?
1: I'm going to murder the Teletubbies.
0: Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> that's all is... I've got. Cookie Jar's dead. They yeah. no longer exist. They made the first 15 seasons of Arthur. That's where Arthur came up. My first hint about the Zoom show was because Arthur airs on PBS. I've now... <laughs> unveiled the web i wove to throw brenda off my tracks (laughs) um arthur is now done by a group called oasis animation that does not have a wiki and barely has a website
1: wow arthur is made by ghosts yeah
0: it's they started on season 20 they're gonna do up to 25 uh before them was nine story entertainment who did seasons nine to fifth who did no wow not nine to fifteen sixteen to (laughs) nineteen No one's had as long of a run as Cookie Jar Group. They They made
1: the most Arthur. All of the best Arthur bits, they did. Except for Ratburn's Gay Wedding.
0: They they don't have that. They don't have that one. Um, It's also well because they did not necessarily break off from Arthur when they did the big tax fraud. They were still, like, around each other then. Um, It was much more of a slow burn, but... Also, their production time is, is just seems so slow. Oh,
1: it's so slow. I'm like, who... Like, why recorded their final lines in 2018? It's 2021, everyone. Yeah. like,
0: And this, this show still isn't in until 2022. Oh, my God. Do you think it's weird to be like... To have been a voice actor for it and be done and the show is... They're like still airing, because I feel like at that point like I'd probably watch it, because I'm like, I don't fucking remember what I said. Do you know how many roles I've had between 2018 and 2022? <laughs> They're like,
1: I've had another job for two years now, so... <laughs> I don't know. One day I'll probably do
0: Arthur, because I love Arthur, but...
1: Love I Arthur.
0: really wanted to do Cookie Jar Group. Oh, you want to hear my title for my notes? Yes. This is my last thing, everyone. Cookie Jar. No. Wait. Senar. No. DHX. No. <laughs> Deek? no wild brain Deke. what yeah wild wild brain cookie jar steals the group that's that's the one <laughs> I, I was i was just like no one will ever see this but i think it's good um anyway i missed doing this i missed all of you yeah. and it's pay your taxes
1: <laughs> please you if you haven't done that yet it's too late
0: it's very late <laughs> Pay, pay your taxes. Don't plagiarize work. Okay, have a good day.
1: Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Estoranza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network.
0: You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host, Brenda. And as a reminder, please... Please, please, please go listen to the Podcast. Throw us a five star review. Helps to show out a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.